Good morning, Sonship, and happy Thanksgiving. And in gratitude, I welcome you to A Course in Miracles daily reading conference call, where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracles Society. Today we are reading from Chapter 31, Section 6, Recognizing the Spirit, Paragraph 62 to 67. And you can access an original edition by going to jcim.net, and on the menu bar you will see a link at the bottom towards the right that says online edition. We gather Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We read each paragraph twice, and then we invite our workbook lesson into the practice today. It's number 3.30, I Will Not Hurt Myself Again Today. And finally, we ask that you mute your phones at all times unless you're speaking. So I have listening Stephen and Anna. And in order, we're going to read Lee, Reverend Rija, Ida, Josie, Paula, Sharon, and Fran. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say they're here? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you. I'm in the background. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Chris, Chris is Paula. Chris, this is, can I just say something? In my book, I don't know if anybody else, 61 was a part of 60. And the last, yeah, and last line, then in another book, and I noticed online, 60, the last line of 60 becomes 61. So it throws off, in my book, I don't know if anybody, the, you know, like, the numbering. Boy, I'd like to get to a point where I just use that online edition and then this would... <laughs> I have 62 through 67 in my book. So, but it's, so it's section six, recognizing the spirit, and you say, the first sentence is, you see the flesh or recognize the spirit. Hmm. That's a biggie. Okay. In this instant, I'm going to turn the call over to Sharon for morning gratitude prayer. Sharon? Thanks, Chris. Dear Brother Jesus, I read these words, quote, You see the flesh or recognize the spirit. There is no compromise between the two, unquote. Quote, What you decide in this determines all you see and think is real and hold as true. On this one choice, does all your world depend? For here have you established what you are, as flesh or spirit, in your own beliefs. Unquote. And, quote, choose the spirit and all heaven bends to touch your eyes and bless your holy sight that you may see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. Unquote. Brother Jesus, what I understand you to say is that we do not lose the ability to use our body's eyes when we identify with God. I understand that we see so much more. I get glimpses of this and I feel so at home and cozy. It is not that I can't look at the hand in front of me, but this hand becomes far less meaningful by comparison to what is of real value. And this is great because really, how much 
can a hand mean? It's a tool and something to decorate with rings, maybe. But the world within, now that is something to snuggle up to. You point out that when we focus on physical things, we focus on that which is unstable, ever-changing, and it is upsetting, not peace-inspiring. I just got an image. I have stepped in a pile of glass and can't walk. You help me pick out shard after shard. This removing of sharp objects symbolizes my undoing, the undoing of everything that hurts me and keeps me from moving forward to the light, that keeps me from serving, from joining others in salvation, from blessing. Here's a bit of glass called death. Here's one called loss. Here is one called separation. Here is one called guilt and unworthiness. You remove them all with skill and love as I surrender. You say, quote, Salvation does not ask that you behold the spirit and perceive the body not. It merely asks that this should be your choice, unquote. I choose to release my way of seeing and behaving and thinking so that I can be shown how to experience heaven. You tell us that, quote, no concept of yourself will stand against the truth of what you are, quote. Thank God for that. I don't want the beliefs I hold about myself I feel this more deeply than ever. You tell me that I am invulnerable and so I am safe. Nothing can hurt me. You ask me to see myself as one who truly forgives. When I do, I see the forgiveness all around me. Am I worthy of love? If so, so is everyone. And everyone's gifts become apparent. You ask me to see myself as spirit and eternal. When I do, quote, the world is seen as stable, full, fully worthy of your trust, a happy place to rest in for a while where nothing can be feared but only loved. Who is unwelcome to the kind in heart? And what can truly what can what could hurt the truly innocent unquote you are telling me that when I see myself as these things I am able to see the real world and you have described it to me wow so beautiful this must be what Louis Armstrong was seeing when he sang what a wonderful world He helped others see it too, and the look on his face tells me that he was not seeing a world of racism and pain in those moments when he was singing. He saw, quote, the bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. He sang about the beauty and love in everyone, 
quote, the colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you, unquote. I want to see with a vision that sees others in their true loving nature. Show me, dear Brother Jesus. Help me to be thankful today for all the wonder in those I see today. Help me laugh and play. To not take myself seriously. To remember to ask you to help me forgive myself. On this Thanksgiving Day, may I be grateful for the real world, the wonderful world. Help me lose more of my attachment to that which I have learned to settle for, but which hurts, and open up to that which will allow me to thrive and be truly free and happy. (laughs) Thank you, dear Brother Jesus. I am so, so thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Sharon. Thank you. Recognizing the Spirit, 62. Right, okay. You see the flesh or recognize the Spirit. There is no compromise between the two. If one is real, the other must be false. For what is real denies its opposite. There is no choice in vision but this one. And what you decide in this will determine all you see and think is real and hold as true. On this one choice does all your world depend. for For here have you established what you are as flesh or spirit in your own belief. If you, chose, if you choose flesh, you will never escape the body as your own reality, for you have chosen that you want it so. But choose a spirit, and all heaven bends to touch your eyes and bless your holy sight, that you may see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. 60, um, excuse me, Lee, 62 and 63, please. You see the flesh or recognize the spirit. There is no compromise between the two. If one is real, the other must be false. For what is real denies its opposite. There is no choice in vision but this one. What you decide in this determines all you see and think is real and hold as true. On this one choice does all your world depend. For here have you established what you are as flesh or spirit in your own belief. If you choose flesh, you never will escape the body as your own reality. For you have chosen that you want it so. But choose the spirit, 
and all heaven bends to touch your eyes and bless your holy sight that you may see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. 63. Salvation is undoing. If you choose to see the body, you behold a world of separation, unrelated things, and happenings that make no sense at all. This one appears and disappears in death, that one is doomed to suffering and loss, and no one is exactly as he was an instant previous, nor will he be the same as he is now an instant hence. Who could have trust where so much change is seen, for who is worthy if he be but dust? Salvation is undoing of all this, and constancy arises in the sight of those whose eyes salvation has released from looking at the cost of keeping guilt because they chose to let it go instead. Thank you, Lee. Reverend Rita, 63 and 64, please. Okay, 63. Salvation is undoing. If you choose to see the body, you behold a world of separation, unrelated things, and happenings that make no sense at all. This one appears and disappears in death. That one is doomed to suffering and loss. And no one is exactly as he was an instant previous, nor will he be the same as he is now an instant hence. Who could have trust where so much change is seen? For who is worthy if he be but dust? Salvation is undoing of all this. And constancy arises in the sight of those whose eyes salvation has released from looking at the cost of keeping guilt because they chose to let it go instead. 64. Salvation does not ask that you behold the spirit and perceive the body not. It merely asks that this should be your choice. For you can see the body without help, but do not understand how to behold a world apart from it. It is your, it is your world salvation. Wait, it is your world salvation will undo, and let you see another world your eyes could never find. Be not concerned how this could ever be. You do not understand how what you see arose to meet your sight. For if you did, it would be gone. The veil of ignorance is drawn across the evil and the good and must be passed that both may disappear so that perception finds no hiding place. How is this done? It is not done at all. What could there be within the universe which God created that must still be done? Thank you, Reverend Rija. Ida 64 and 65, please. 64. Salvation does not ask that you behold the spirit and perceive the body not. It merely asks that this should be your choice. For you can see the body without help, but do not understand how to behold the world apart from it. It is your world salvation will undo and let you see another world your eyes could never find. Be not concerned about 
how this could ever be. You do not understand how what you see arose to meet your sight. Or if you did, it would be gone. The veil of ignorance is drawn across the evil and the good and must be passed that both may disappear so that perception finds no hiding place. How is this done? It is not done at all. What could there be within the universe which God created that must still be done? 65. Only in arrogance could you conceive that you must make the way to heaven plain. The means are given you by which to see the world that will replace the one you made. Your will be done. In heaven, as on earth, this is forever true. It matters not where you believe you are, nor what you think the truth about yourself must really be. It makes no difference what you look upon, nor what you choose to feel, or think, or wish. For God himself has said, your will be done. And it is done to you accordingly. Thank you, Ida. Josie, 65 and 66, please. Only in arrogance could you conceive that you must make the way to heaven plain. The means are given you by which to see the world that will replace the one you made. Your will be done. In heaven as on earth, this is forever true. It matters not where you believe you are. Sorry about that. Hold on. I'm sorry. On earth, there's dogs. So let me go again. Um, Your will be done. In heaven as on earth, this is forever true. It matters not where you believe you are, nor what you think the truth about yourself must really be. It makes no difference what you look upon, nor what you choose to feel or think or wish. For God himself has said, your will be done, and it is done to you accordingly. Sixty-six. You who believe that you can choose to see the Son of God as you would have him be, forget not that no concept of yourself will stand against the truth of what you are. Undoing truth would be impossible. But concepts are not difficult to change. One vision, clearly seen, that does not fit the picture as it was perceived before, 
will change the world for eyes that learn to see because the concept of the self has changed. Are you invulnerable? Then the world is harmless in your sight. Do you forgive? Then is the world forgiving, for you have forgotten. You have forgotten it, its trespasses, and so it looks on you with eyes that see as yours. Are you a body? So is all the world perceived as treacherous and out to kill. Thank you, Josie. Sharon, 66 and 67, please. You who believe that you can choose to see the Son of God as you would have him be, forget not that no concept of yourself will stand against the truth of what you are. Undoing truth would be impossible, but concepts are not difficult to change. One vision, clearly seen, that does not fit the picture as it was perceived before will change the world for eyes that learn to see because the concept of the self has changed. Are you invulnerable? Then the world is harmless in your sight. Do you forgive? Then is the world forgiving, for you have forgiven it its trespasses, and so it looks on you with eyes that see as yours. Are you a body? So is all the world perceived as treacherous and out to kill. Are you a spirit, deathless and without the promise of corruption and the stain of sin upon you? So the world is seen as stable, fully worthy of your trust, a happy place to rest in for a while, where nothing need be feared, but only loved. Who is unwelcome to the kind in heart? And what could hurt the truly innocent? Your will be done, you holy child of God. It does not matter if you think you are on earth or heaven. What your Father wills for you can never change. The, the truth in you remains as radiant as a star, as pure as light, as innocent as love itself. And you are worthy that your will be done. Thank you, Sharon. Paula, 67, please. Are you a spirit, deathless, without the promise of corruption and the stain of sin upon you? So the world is seen as stable, fully worthy of your trust, a happy place to rest in for a while, where nothing need be feared but only loved. Who is unwelcome to the kind in heart, and what could hurt the truly innocent? Your will be done, you holy child of God. It does not matter if you think you are in earth or heaven. What your Father wills for you can never change. The truth in you remains as radiant as a star, 
as pure as light, as innocent as love itself, and you are worthy that your will be done. Amen. Thank you, Paula. Amen. And you are worthy that your will be done. Floor is open. This is just absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. This is Sharon. Thank you, Angel. Complete. And this is Reverend Rita Joy. Sharon, I want to thank you for bringing. You know, that brought tears to my eyes. You know, um, uh, what's this? Um, Louis Armstrong and that song, <laughs> what they're really saying is, I love you all. Oh, thank you so much. And just to see with the eyes of love this world, you know, um, what a gift uh, we give ourselves if that's the choice we make. And, you know, I, in 65, I, I jotted down, it says, um, it makes, at the bottom in 65, it makes no difference what you look upon, nor what you choose to feel or think or wish, for God himself has said, your will be done, and it is done to you accordingly. Accordingly. So it's like we have free will, and it's done to us accordingly. How perfect is that? So do I look out on, you know, a world full of fear and sorrow, pain and death? You know, what world do I look out on? And it's my choice. So... And thanks for helping me uh, to, you know, just to to look at that with the with with that sees rainbows. I used to have these sunglasses when I was a hippie, and they were they were pink, and they made rainbows when you put them on. You, you saw, I saw rainbows everywhere. <laughs> it was great. So um, I I want those glasses on all the time, and and it's not I'm not a bliss ninny. What I'm doing is I'm seeing what is reality. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you, Reverend Rita. What did you say? A bliss ninny? <laughs> yeah, they, there's certain, certain people think that, you know, if you, if you choose to see everything as whole and complete and loving and, and mm-hmm. you know, choose to see your bliss ninny and you're denying what's really there. <laughs> right. We're seeing the world through rose, rose-colored glasses. I, exactly. Exactly, rose colored. That's what I'm I, yeah. I love them. <laughs> rose colored glasses. Or you know, in my in my neighborhood, they would say she's living in a, an, an, you know, in another world, and that's okay now. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I'll live in that world. <laughs> yeah, I tried rose colored glasses, and they're really fun and pretty to see through. <laughs> and you know, to be hip is an expression that came out of the 40s, the late 40s, in a group of people that were going to produce another group of people called hippies. And to be hip, since I also lived in that era, is to be with it. And if you are in the world of God, you are with it. And you're not in another world. You're in the only world there ever can be. Now, that's what a hippie is. I'm (laughs) so happy you were one and are one, Reverend Yep. Wow. Yeah, that was it. You were a hippie. Amen. 
That's great, Rob. Thank you. Yeah. The hippie days. I have a close personal spiritual lover who was the lover of Jack Kerouac. Oh. (laughs) And hung out with that group and formed it. I I am connected in a way I did not understand. It is so she this woman sees the beautiful history that is bringing us to God just so grandly. I'm complete. Wow. You're lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're lucky, Rob. Oh, blessed. That's the better word. Blessed. Blessed and lucky. Thank you, Rob. It's uh, Stephen. Hi. Um, You know, we've been working for the last 10 days on what is creation. And so, you know, that idea of of we are God's creation. And when it said in this reading near the end, uh, uh, undoing the truth would be impossible. So to change the truth of who we are would be impossible. All we can do is decide what we want to accept. And then he goes through that series of questions. You know, these rhetorical questions that, that he uses are just so powerful. Are you, are you invulnerable? Do you forgive? Are you a body? Are you a spirit? Choose which you want to identify yourself with. And you don't change the truth of who you are. But you will act according to the belief and to the choice that you make. So that idea of, do I want to see myself as a body? So if I do, what's it say? The world will be perceived as treacherous and out to kill. Well, yeah, because that's what happens if you're a body in this world. Uh, do you forgive? Then the world, then, then, this is a, then, then is the world forgiving? For you have forgiven. Um, it has, it, oh, it's trespasses. I get a problem reading here with some of the highlighting. And so it looks on you with eyes that see as yours. So if I'm forgiving, then I can be forgiven. Uh, am I vulnerable? Uh, the world is harmless in your sight. So again, there's nothing that can happen to me and there's nothing that can happen to the world. And then the last one, you know, the, are you spirit? deathless and without promise of corruption and the stain of sin upon you. I'll, I'll go with that one, <laughs> you know, if we have to take one of the choices. So I just saw it as, as four options about how, uh, and nothing to do with the truth, but how we want to perceive ourselves, how we want to uh, uh, interpret ourselves, and then we will, we will act accordingly. And uh, one other thing is, I've always liked that line, um, your will, your will be done, you holy, you holy child of God. I was, you holy child of God. I kind of, <laughs> just a way to, you holy child of God. Help me remember that. <laughs> so it always struck me like that. So that's all I have. Uh, thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. We have to remember in this Thanksgiving that in the choice that we make to love one another, we are making the choice to love God and forgive creation. Remember, we have to forgive creation for it being the only thing that is. Jesus apparently had a forgiving instruction or nature because 
when he forgave the world, he determined what happened. He stayed in the world of spirit. He spent a one cycle, 36 hours, in a tomb and walked out and actually spoke to someone who didn't recognize him and said, let me ascend to my father. Let me rejoin the duality again so that you can touch me and I can bring the world of spirit again to everyone. This is the control we have in every situation. Exactly that. Choose spirit. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Hi. I feel silly asking this question. <clears throat> Even after all the time I've been with you all saying this course, I remind the time before. But somebody please, can you say something about how we choose spirit? I mean, if we're in a situation where things are moving fast, so I just, in my mind, can just say to myself, I choose spirit. Thank you, I'm complete. Um, my friend just had an example of that. And I use it all the time. She couldn't quite manage it, but she came very close to having nothing inappropriate happen in a very bad accident. She broke her wrist by falling on it off a horse. The first thing she said is, I am the Holy Son of God himself. I cannot suffer, cannot be in pain, cannot suffer loss, cannot fail to do all that salvation asks. That first choice would have saved me the shingles. I did not think of that, and I use it now every time because I want to choose spirit. All of the lessons, all of the fronts piece to the lessons, you know, today's I will not hurt myself again today. If, that's, if you can manage to think of that quickly after some problem or some situation is occurring, you will have entered the realm of bringing the Holy Spirit's control to the situation and then just ask to keep in that mind. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. It's Lee. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love this section. Um, what he achieves in six paragraphs is uh, pretty stellar. He starts right out and says, um, your outlook on the world is going to be guided by one of two identities. Your will be done. Which of those identities will you use to estimate your way through the day? Will it be the identity aligned with the ego thought system or the identity aligned with Holy Spirit's? And he drives a cleavage between those two options now and calls one 
the outlook of the flesh and the other the outlook of the spirit. And he understands that commonly our sight rests and stops at the form of things and sees the flesh. But what we're being taught is how to invite a vision that penetrates beyond physical sight and recognizes the unity behind all things that begins to recognize and resonate with the love behind all things that recognizes and resonates with the spirit beneath all things a sight that transcends physical sight it penetrates it interpenetrates beyond physical sight and resonates with our identity as spirit or the thought system of the Holy Spirit what's real denies its opposite that's the lesson for today salvation is an undoing of what's unreal and a recognition and a willingness to be brought to alignment with what's real by not having our sight and our whole outlook rest on form and bodies and flesh and relate to one another as though we're bodies and flesh We're familiar with that phrase, salvation is undoing. Here we find in the text what it really means. Salvation is undoing. The salvation of my mind is the undoing of the way I've always seen before. He talks about how really awful the ego's outlook is in 63. And then he says, salvation is undoing of all this. It's the undoing of the shifting and the changing and the alteration and the dizzying um, instability of how the ego sees. And he wants to introduce me to the fact that I have a place in my mind that is the source of constancy. Now, appearances can change as much as they want, but I've got a, a North Star in terms of how to understand and relate to everything penetrating past what the ego had taught me to see and sitting and resonating with something much deeper in 64 he continues to talk about um, salvation being undoing in the middle of 64 he says it's your world salvation will undo and let you see another world your eyes could never find be not concerned with how this could ever be because he says I'm not in a place where I yet understand how I erred bad enough how I was mistaken bad enough to see the world in the way that I do my heart should be set on having salvation undo what I presently imagine everything to mean and my judgments so that I can be lifted to vision that restores to me access of the world beyond the one I presently imagine is true my judgments and estimations have formed an entire world that can only be called the ego's version of the world 
when I'm tired of that, my holy will be done. He mentions that sentence four times, your will be done. Those direct four words, four times, twice in 65, and twice again at the end of this section. Your will be done, holy child of God. What will be your will? Will you rest for the rest of your life on the flesh and let ego define and uh, fashion a version of the world that frightens you so and seems to hold allure? Or are you willing to have Holy Spirit gently introduce you to a bright new world before you with the advent of vision? A world that is stable, where there's constancy, where everything isn't so frightful, where there's a capacity for trust in the love beneath everything, that we haven't departed heaven by merit of being born, but only by merit of the ego's instruction as to how to defile what's, what's holy about every instant. That's the ego's doing. That was an idea of separation I played with. The means are given you by which to see the world that will replace the one you're made. That's a promise he's making. The means are given me by which to see the world that will replace the one I made. He follows right on the heels of that in 65 with your will be done. Your will be done. Always recognizing it's my choice. And guys, in 66, when he says one vision clearly seen, this would be the consequence of a single holy instant. One moment's access to vision. Clearly seen that doesn't fit the picture as it was perceived before. Will change the world for eyes that learn to see. Because the concept of the self has changed, everything I presently believe about the world is the consequence of my self-concept. And if the ego has been the one that's taught me what I am, I'm stuck with the ego's world. Just its picture of the world, which doesn't resemble the truth at all. So my, my request is to be led past all distortion to look how many different ways he describes what I come to when I'm ready to release or relinquish the ego's hold on my mind and open, open the way to the Holy Spirit to restore to me my right mind. Loveliness, gentleness, stability, completion. How many different ways need he offer me the direct alternative to the way the ego has taught me to see. Spirit. Do I see bodies? Do I relate to you as a body? Or do I know you as a soul that I'm given this divine opportunity to engage? Two different sights, two different ways of beholding this life and world. Those four 
questions. Thanks, Stephen. Those, that's great that you identified those four questions. They're astonishing questions. If Do I have a sense? Do I know yet that I'm invulnerable? Has that vision clearly seen aligned me with my self and a self-understanding that recognizes that I stand prior to and beyond this dream in my being and that this is a human episode that I as spirit am experiencing, then I know I'm invulnerable, that I'm not in peril. My being is not in peril by what happens across his life. If I know that, then is the world harmless in my sight because I know I can't be harmed. I've come to uh, that central point from the message of the crucifixion that says um, there's an ability for each of us to recognize that what we are in truth cannot be assailed by what happens across this episode. If I ever knew that, the world is harmless. Have I learned to forgive? Then the world is forgiving. And look how beautifully he puts it. You've forgiven it, it's trespasses, so it looks on you with eyes that see as, as yours. And it goes on. And he ends this section with that single line he's repeated for me f four times. Your will be done. Um, it's our will that determines. It's my will that determines the world I walk. My will be done. Um, the curriculum of the Course uh, activates and enables the will that I accept Holy Spirit's purpose as my own. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much. Beautifully. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Thank you, Lee. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. You and yours. Thank you so much, happy Thanksgiving to all of you, my wonderful spiritual family. And back to you, Rob. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Good morning, everyone. This is Bryce. Thanks so much, Lee. Yes. Hi, Bryce. Hey, Rob. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Let me tell you a story that makes you understand Thanksgiving. If you can't understand this course, you could just put the book under your head as a pillow at night and pray to God or your guide or the Holy Spirit or even Moshe, Moses, or Buddha. And you will gain this benefit. I'm so weird that I only really want a certain type of common car, the rarest in the United States that can be bought, you know, with normal money, average car, prices. So we were driving a car that was driving my wife crazy. 
but on a certain day, we decided to get the oil change. And on that certain day, the only car that she and I really enjoy and have driven for 40 years came available, and I was discussing that car and what we wished we had with a salesman at another kind of car company, and they took that car in on trade, and he said, there's your car. Now, all you have to do is declare you want to live under the Holy Spirit's guidance, and you will accept it no matter what, regardless of what kind of misses you make while you try to get under it. The intent is everything. Now we drive that car. You can have your will be done, even though you right now maybe don't know your will. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Bryce, yeah. Hey, bud. Um, so what's really jumped out at me uh, is uh, there's there's two concepts of myself <clears throat> that um, the previous section um, helped me to prepare to understand that my mind is very busy. <laughs> and uh, this section tells me to chill out. It's a sinking who do I think I am unconsciously seems to be the challenge. This undoing, uh, the salvation uh, that, that's undoing really is to let, uh, let all things be still in my mind. In 65, it, it says, only in arrogance could you conceive that you must make the way to heaven plain. So this, this is my ego's mind. It, it, it's arrogant. It's just arrogant. It thinks. And, <laughs> and trouble begins. It thinks without the thoughts of God. In fact, it thinks of a self apart from God. It's made by way of thinking errors and they're built one after another after another and that's what salvation will then do. It's interesting, the next sentence in 65 says, the means are given you. Uh, the, ar the arrogance of the ego is not interested in gifts for me. It's interested in the gifts that it makes. It's so busy crafting a world in its mind, it, it never stops to find interest and gifts. It 
it's making all the gifts that it would conceive of. Sixty-six. It says, "You who believe that you can choose to see that the Son of God, as you would have him be, are not all my troubles just a crafting of?" how I would choose to see and could I not let those go as just concepts I'm making in my mind it says that in the same sense forget not that no concept of yourself will stand against the truth of what you are so to me this is the difference between spirit and flesh concepts are effects as is the flesh an effect of my thinking of course says that the um, in the holy instant the body isn't uh, visible it's not um, it hasn't taken form um, in my innocence in the pure holy now there that where no concepts stand I'm I truly can know who I am am I willing really just to lay down the thinking mind for a minute and just receive everything that I am am I, am I willing to let love be given to me let heaven be given to me. Let everything be given to me in the perfect love of creation. I'm, uh, I need to receive who I am. This last paragraph. The truth in you remains as radiant as a star, as pure as light, as innocent as love itself. All of that is given to me. It is my being. It is the life given to me that no concept can understand. I need to receive the light of who I am, that I might know heaven within and see it in the world without knowing that no gift that I have isn't shared with all that is. I'm complete. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. That was beautiful, Bryce. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Bryce. 
Thank you, Bryce. Love being here with you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Bryce and Lee. It's Catherine. I just wanted to take a quick share just to say thank you all for your gifts and your honesty and your willingness and your friendship. And I'm just very, very grateful for this community. I'm complete. Thank you, Catherine. We're grateful for your sharing and your love. Thank you, Catherine. Glad to hear you this morning, Catherine. Uh, this is Mary. I just want to uh, repeat what Catherine has said and uh, tell you all how much I love you and wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for being a part of my life. I'm complete. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Captain. Oh, yeah, Mary. Thank you for being on the call. I love your voice. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you. Thank you. Hi, this is Paula. Really feeling the love this morning. Wow. You feel it? It's like a radiant star. Thank you guys so very, very much for being there. Thank you all. I appreciate you. My gratitude to you. My love to you all. Happy Thanksgiving. I am feeling it. Thank you, dear. Thank you so much, Paula. Love you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Happy Thanksgiving. We have realized our Christmas, this rod, we have realized our Christmas presence early, our Christ Mass, our celebration of the Christ early. We are so fortunate, it doesn't require any shopping. It only requires a change of mind, a change of your intent, with something to cause it. The Bible, you know, the Torah, Muhammad's words, Zoroaster's words, the words of our dear Savior, Jesus. We are so fortunate. I'm complete. Thanks, buddy. You rub. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob.
every place is from. Every place becomes a glowing place of beauty. You don't have to be outside a cardboard box and inside a beautiful box. Either one is heaven when you have the right intent of attitude. Everyone can be happy in his or her heaven whenever they wish, and this is what this is emphasized today. It's a change of mind and acceptance of being divine, however you get there. And it comes from inside where you do not know what can be done with even your ego thoughts. Remember, Jesus came and said, I am making you into a race of perfected divine humanity, unshakable, perfected divine humanity. So you might want all of this and have a misthought. And if you keep returning to a wish for correction, everything behind you that was misthought will become transformed. It's a transformation. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I love that. Thank you. This is Reverend Rita Joy, and you know the the part in the reading uh, that I uh, was so blessed to read uh, was the part where it said, um, (laughs) right in the very first paragraph, but choose the spirit and all heaven bends to touch your eyes and bless your holy sight that you may see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. So that tells me, uh, it reminds me of that prayer. Uh, I am here and it's my sankalpa. Sankalpa is a Sanskrit word for affirmation or intention. And we set a sankalpa in the beginning of our yoga class. And it you could say, I want to stay focused during this class, or you could say, whatever. Whatever is your affirmation. Uh, I want to, you know, I am. I am. You start. It's a phrase that starts with I. It's not you. <laughs> you don't do this. I don't want someone else to be different. I don't even want myself to be different. It's just I. I. And you make an affirmation about how you, about your self-concept. And uh, so my sankalpa is, I am here only to be truly helpful. And I am here to represent Christ who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And he tells us today, we see a world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. That's so beautiful, so affirming. And I'm complete, thank you. And actually, Chris had to 
jump off the call, so it's uh, we're winging it. <laughs> and I just open the floor for anyone else to share. I'm complete. I don't know if any of you have Thank ever you, had a direct experience of this, but it happens. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Who is saying something? I was going to thank Reverend Regent and uh, and mention that we've got uh, about 16 people on the call, so it's a a nice Thanksgiving gathering we've managed this morning. Nice. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Nice. I was just going to say one thing real quick, Reverend Regent, what what it reminded me of. Um, um, It sounds like uh, when we have, uh, and this is what I heard from your share, when when it's our will to give our will back to the one who gave it to us uh, and then trust that that one liveth in us um, and makes the way known to us. Um, anyway, I just wanted to, to share that. I, I just heard that love gift as uh, the will to give my will to the one who gave it to me. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bryce. you, Bryce. That's beautiful, Bryce. Thanks yes. for joining us. Thank, Thank you, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. What were you going to share, Rob? Every time I have ever gone to some place that was of great interest to me and begged them to let me in, they have always let me in. And in strange ways, they have given me honor. If you beseech the Lord our God, to let you in. Please, please, if you knock and do not stop knocking and you're begging, you will know that the German word for praying is to beg. Beaten. Beseech. If you beseech this in your life, it will envelop you and make you majestic in ways you cannot conceive. I can I can give you story after story after story after story. I love you all. I'm complete. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. I, um, this is Aya. Um, I called the morning line for about 15 minutes. I got off this call and I just got back on because I was just feeling bad. And the way that I do, usually at some point every day, and I just needed to talk to somebody over there and be heard. And I'm still feeling bad, but it's more physical right now. So I'm going to take something for it. 
drink my, um, not on empty stomachs, so I drink my Nutri Ninja uh, smoothie that I made. And, but enjoy listening to all the love and the knowledge and understanding is here among this group. So I just wanted to explain. I did not abandon you. And I will never do that. Um, I think that's the Christ speaking through me. Um, thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. We're with you all throughout the whole day, not just not just now. That's right. Thanks, Ida. Okay, that's great. Thanks. Thanks, Ida. A blue green water planet placed ideally so that even the physicists the um, the persons caught in evolution can see that when the moon blocks the sun perfectly, it's just so perfect, how did that happen, that the physicists can train their telescopes now on stars that are behind both the moon and the sun because it is a demonstration of time, that time and space are one. How did all this happen when, as a matter of fact, we were determined to come and play out sons of man instead of sons of God? It's the realization that you are in a miraculous heaven on this Thanksgiving day. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you. This is Sharon. And I don't don't know why you're feeling, uh, as you said, bad, or why you were feeling bad. But I know that when I am not feeling happy, it's because I feel separate and alone or self-judging. And I would like to take this moment to extend, to open up to the extension of the love of God to you and to all people who are feeling separate or alone or feeling self-judgment in any way. I see this planet being encircled right now with this glowing light. I see people that were not smiling, smiling now. I feel so grateful to be living on this planet with all of these souls, all these individual expressions of God, individual and yet one. I'm so grateful to be in this room of love with you. My dear brothers and sisters, knowing that we are all catching glimpses of our home and that we are helping each other to catch more and more and stay there longer. It is so good. 
I'm so thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm complete. Thank you, Sharon. We love that, Sharon. That is beautiful. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Reminding us of all the people that maybe don't have a big group like this to come to. God bless everyone. I'm complete. This is Diane. I listen a lot, but I don't usually speak up. But I just want to thank all of you for being there and for making this a very special Thanksgiving and a special love to Kathleen. I'm complete. You're welcome, oh, Diane. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, thanks you, Diane. Diane. Happy Thanksgiving and love to you. Happy Thanksgiving, Diane. Thanks for being with us, dear. It may be that we, you all don't think your contribution is somehow appropriate to this level, but everybody's contribution is appropriate to God's level. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. So I think we have... Um, Reverend Reacher, are you closing today? Uh, yeah. And, and is there time for one last burning share if someone would really like to speak that uh, perhaps hasn't or mm-hmm. has a little more of something to offer? Yeah, absolutely. Then you're coming a little faint, Anna. While we're waiting for Anna, I thought I'd mention that in the mailing, as I got it ready, this Reverend Richard Joy, and as I got tomorrow's, well, today's ready yesterday for the people on the other side of the planet, I realized, oops, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. And so I wanted to add a little something. Not necessarily Happy Thanksgiving, uh, because, well, whatever. But And so if you go to jcim.net and you go to daily lessons if that's the way you check out the mailing it's under today's date uh, email edition or if you get it in your email you'll see at the top And when Chris asked what kind of prayer uh, uh, we, could, we would think of in gratitude um, this is just what came to me you know love is this is what came to me. Love is the way I walk in gratitude. The Holy Spirit is my only guide. He walks with me in love. And I give thanks to Him for showing me the way to go. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. That's my prayer. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Santa, come back yet? She has not returned. So maybe it was part of a larger problem on her line. Um, I know she'll try for the after call. She's almost always there. Sure. I I think, uh, what do you say, Reverend Reach? I think we're probably ready for a closing. Yes, okay. All right, well, we'll uh, just...
We'll come together and close our eyes and draw that awareness within. And as we do this, we feel that sense of connectedness. We feel that communion that is always there. And at any time, we can close our eyes and feel that connectedness again. Minds are joined. We're all united in that one self. And we can get step back to this connection anytime we choose. Whenever we're feeling lonely or out of sorts, we can close our eyes and feel that connection. In fact, we're recognizing the spirit. This is, a, this is our day of choice as well as Thanksgiving. I could choose to see what it is I think I made of myself or choose to be as God created me even though I thought I made a will apart from God's, I haven't changed reality. Nothing I have done has changed the truth of who I am. So today, in this day of choice, I choose to recognize the Spirit. I learned today, in this choice of what is real, there is no compromise As I choose one, the other disappears. My sight determines all I, quote, see and think is real and hold as true, unquote. And in my choice is my world defined heartache or healing. I have a choice given to me lovingly by my creator. And if I choose the body as my identity, I will not be contradicted except by want of that which would heal my sorrow. Yet I have another choice. Quote, Choose the Spirit, and all heaven bends to touch your eyes and bless your holy sight, that you may see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. Unquote. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If I choose Spirit, I will not be nothing And nowhere I will still see, and I will, quote, see the world of flesh no more except to heal and comfort and to bless. And thus, in blessed gratitude, I come to you in prayer today. Father, Mother God, today the lesson you've given me is this. I will not hurt myself again today. And now... I ask if you teach me how I can do this in this blessed day of choice. And I hear you whisper, are you invulnerable? Then the world is harmless in your sight. Do you forgive? Then the world is forgiving, for you have forgiven it its trespasses, and so it looks on you with eyes that see as yours. Are you a body? So is all the world perceived as treacherous and out to kill? Are you a spirit, deathless, and without the promise of corruption and the stain of sin upon you? So the world is seen as stable, fully worthy of your trust, a happy place to rest in for a while where nothing need be feared but only loved. Who is unwelcome to the kind in heart? And what could hurt 
the truly innocent, unquote. Thank you. Thank you, Father, Mother, God, your voice I hear within. You are my only guide. Through Holy Spirit, you walk with me in love and show me the way to go in each and every holy instant. And now I know in this day of choice, in truth, love is the way I walk in gratitude. And so it is. Amen. So it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Regent. Thank you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Everyone, enjoy. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Is there to be an after call today? I would certainly guess so. Be there. I'll be there. All right. It'll be available in moments. Bye for now, loves. Bye, everyone.